Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Future Tech Podcast. I have with me on the line Colin Mackey. He is the founder of Bitcoin.tech. Hello. How are you, Colin? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Bitcoin tech, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but why don't you go ahead and tell me a little more about it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, one of the things about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general, especially for people in the U.S., is that um, you have to declare capital gains and capital losses whenever you are basically trading or disposing of those coins. So when I started getting into Bitcoin in 2013 um, and had done trading at various exchanges, discovered that I had this mass of trades where I needed to calculate any potential tax liabilities and um, literally started in Excel trying to work it out, discovered I couldn't do that. It was just too complicated. So wrote something to do it for me. And, and really, that was, that was the beginning of Bitcoin Tax, which I launched in uh, the beginning of 2014 um, to help users like me who were trading to work out their tax liabilities because it was just becoming uh, quite, quite difficult to do manually. Although some people still do it manually, but it, it makes it a lot easier. You can just upload your activity and, and work out the information. Um, so we've seen uh, a lot of interest. Um, exponential number of users getting into the field. Uh, 2013 was a good year for crypto. And then 
2014 carried on, 2015 again another good year, and then obviously last year another great year. Um, and a number of uh, the interest with the IRS and people. One of the problems is people don't understand what they need to do, and they start looking around and they've heard about the uh, cases with the IRS and Coinbase, for example, that came out uh, at the end of 2016. So uh, people are, are, in my experience, most people are wanting to do the right thing, but they just literally don't know how to go about it. So uh, the service is really there to help them input all their information, click a few buttons and uh, get some outputs that they can give to their accountant or they can self-report their tax liability. I wonder if in the beginning people thought they weren't going to have to get taxed because cryptocurrency is so elusive and no one quite knows what it's, where it's going to go and what it's doing and people don't really treat it as a real currency. Was that a big problem Was that people thought they didn't even have to file? Um, yeah, well, I think so. I think people kind of saw it as two things. One is anonymous money, um, which uh, if, if, if Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies were used as a more like a regular currency, then they wouldn't have these huge volatile swings like they do now. Um, so, when, so when we saw the huge prices increases in 2013 and 2017, uh, then clearly you're making, you've got the big potential to make money there. And um, yes, I think some people were saying, oh, I don't think I need to do anything here. And one of the problems is they, there, is just this, there has been historically this lack of information. Um, and the IRS did come out in 2014 and clarify that cryptocurrencies were personal property and any gains that you incurred would be uh, capital gains and therefore should have any taxes on it. But uh, nonetheless, people still feel, well, I just have this, I have this internet money and uh, who's going to know about it? Um, unfortunately, as we're starting to see more and more, uh, you know, the IRS and more agencies are making sure that they're able to collect this information and starting to monitor it a bit more. Uh, and the exchanges themselves are starting to report trading activity on the 1099 to the IRS. So the IRS are, are know that people are trading and therefore they would expect to see some kind of capital gains reporting, whether you make gains or losses, but they should see some. Um, so I think, I think as the, the crypto is maturing and the exchanges in the US and across the world are maturing, then regulation is starting to become, uh, come out a bit more and um, people are uh, now should start, definitely should be reporting their activity. So I think a question a lot of people might have is, do you have to file and pay taxes if you just bought Bitcoin and you're not trading, you're not you're still making money, but you haven't sold out. Is it a lot like stocks where you don't need to pay anything if you haven't actually done anything? Um, that's true. So firstly, I just have to say that I'm, I'm not a qualified accountant. So nothing I can say is, should be taken as tax advice and everyone should obviously <laughs> go to their own tax professional to get uh, their own advice. But purchasing an asset has no, has no impact because it's only when you're disposing it which could be selling it or trading off for other cryptocurrencies. Um, so just the HODL type of mentality of just holding on to your coins uh, has, no, has no issue. You can just hold them. And uh, one thing I would say that's very important is to keep records uh, of what you have and when you bought them. Because when you do come to sell them uh, and you will report your gains and losses, one thing, if you certainly if you hold them for a while, for over a year, then you can have some tax benefits of long-term gains rates. Um, uh, so those are reduced rates, which come from from zero percent, fifteen percent, which is a significant 
reduction in what you might be paying uh, just for being investing in them. Um, but you want to make sure that if it was ever queried by the IRS, that you can show plenty of documentation that you had bought these a long time ago. Um, so yeah, keeping records is, is very important for that, for that information. But otherwise, you don't need to declare that you actually own them just when you start selling them or trading them away. Okay. And, and where can people find these records? Because I'm thinking right now, are people even thinking about keeping records? And if so, how do they find them? Is it going to be logged somewhere? Yeah, so people are people typically trade on uh, some of the more popular exchanges like uh, in the US, Coinbase and Gemini, um, and those hold all your trading activity. So what Bitcoin.tax does is it will connect to those accounts uh, and import the trading activity that you've had on there and then collect all that together and produce your uh, capital gains information. Now, one thing that we know is that some of those exchanges have come and gone. Certainly in 2013, 14, there mm -hmm. was no stocks that, that disappeared. Mm -hmm. And Cripsy was another one. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that's important here is that users have to be aware that it's their responsibility to keep this information. You can't say, oh, I didn't have any, or the exchange is gone, I can't report anything. Uh, if you have uh, tax liabilities, you still have to report them. And in your worst case, the IRS could take the worst case scenario and say, well, you can't have any long-term gains now because you don't, uh, you can't prove that you did it. So definitely mm -hmm. in everybody's best interest to keep up to date with their records. And I would recommend periodically downloading the uh, CSVs and trading activity from the exchanges that they use to make sure that you have the data in case anything should happen where those exchanges no longer provide that information. In fact, some exchanges have a limit where they only provide historical information for several months at a time and you can't go back. So another good reason to keep yourself up to date uh, and make sure you're collecting all the information. Because if you've got the raw data, you can uh, have a much better chance of actually calculating any uh, liabilities that you might have. Absolutely. And, and treat it, you know, as it is a stock and it is a money and it is something that is, is, is your responsibility if you are invested in it. Right, right. So, I mean, it's, it, it is your responsibility um, and, you know, you, you definitely don't want, uh, you definitely don't want to undergo an audit and then have to bring all this out and have someone pouring over these, uh, this information to see, you know, where did, where did you make this money from that we see these deposits into your bank, but where did it all come from? And trying to prove that you, uh, how much you made from this. And then, especially if you're trying to claim long-term rates, that's a, that's a real thing that, uh, you know, you want to be able to make sure that there's no issue with those. So definitely keep records, whether you use Bitcoin tax or any other system, just do go to the exchanges and download, manually download the, the files that they provide so that you have as much information as you have, as you can get. Um, are you seeing differences in the way that taxes are treated for cryptocurrencies in different countries or are all countries taking a similar approach? Um, generally, it's the same. There's a couple of exceptions, but we we provide service to mainly the U.S. people, but uh, U.K. Uh, countries in Europe, Germany, and Canada, and Australia. So those main ones all deal with treating it as uh, like an asset. So you you buy the asset and you sell the asset later, and if it's gone up in value, then you have made gains. What's more common is what, what's the difference is is how those gains might be treated when they go long-term. So as far as I know, in Germany, your long-term gains are uh, 0%. You don't pay any taxes on those. So definitely worth 
um, holding on to the coins and uh, selling them later if, you, if you're planning on investing them. Um, whereas most other countries say, well, okay, it's, it's capital gains and it's taxed at, a, to catch at your standard income. The UK has a very generous uh, tax threshold where you don't have to, you can earn up to, I think it's um, 11,000 pounds, British pounds, before you even have to declare capital gains. So uh, there's a, actually a good, uh, a good amount of gains you can make in there without owing any taxes. But that, <clears throat> excuse me, but after that, it's taxed as just as regular income. And then depending on your tax plans, it may be different. Um, Canada is another one where they have the same kind of thing, where it's taxed as capital gains, but they use, and there is no long term, but it's treated as uh, you calculate it differently, that you have to use average cost-based basis rather than in the US where uh, first in, first out is recommended. Um, so the way that you calculate those gains can be different per country. Um, but I would say most, most countries are saying that it's an asset and therefore it's taxed like, like it was a stock. But if you made some money on it, it's declared as income, but the, the rate of tax you pay on that income may well differ per country. Understandably. So uh, how, is, how easy is it when we're using Bitcoin.tax to implement the data from your service into, say, TurboTax or to the person doing our taxes into those multiple formats? Um, we're, we're, we're trying to make it as easy as possible, that's for sure. So we know that a lot of users uh, use services like TurboTax and Tax Act uh, to help uh, file their own taxes. Um, I think even so, maybe only about 40 to 50 percent of people actually file their own taxes and a lot still use an accountant or another service, tax preparation service. So one of the things I wanted to build into the system was to make sure that all this information that's calculated through, you could have a way to uh, download this, this data and then import it into to these applications. Um, unfortunately, one of the things that we're seeing is uh, these tax services like tax, uh, TurboTax. Um, are still trying to catch up with uh, something like cryptocurrency capital gains because what we see is the number of records that a cryptocurrency trader might produce can be in the thousands or tens of thousands. Um, yet some of the online services like TurboTax have limits in what you can import into their system. And in fact, their online offering doesn't even do imports. So you have to use their CD or offline version of a, hmm. a TurboTax. But then it's also limited into the number of records you can add into it um, to the point where you end up having to consolidate those records together to reduce the number just so that you can literally add it into their forms. Um, so that, that's certainly caused a problem. And uh, we're trying to work with these uh, new services to say, well, this is, you know, we need to change the way this is handled because we're finding that users are generating huge volumes of these forms and we want to be able to add them in but uh, you know there's a on their side there may well be some import issues where it can't all be added um exactly. and another thing of interest is the, the, the other thing that we know about is the <clears throat> the official form where you file the irs uh the uh, the 8949 form it, it literally only has 14 lines per page um mm -hmm. so as part of Bitcoin.tags, one of the things we do is we produce that PDF form for you so that you can file it. But uh, we get people with you know, <clears throat> five, 10,000 entries in there and they're trying to produce a form which is then 5,000 pages long <laughs> and saying, oh, what am I going to do with this? And, and uh, so the, 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 kind of, the whole tax system isn't quite geared up for it yet. Um, and you have to look at alternative ways, which, for example, the IRS allow you to 
create something which is called an attachable statement, which is basically a, your own format file, your own format of this form printed out on paper in a much more condensed way so that you can you know, not, not kill a few trees in trying to, in to send this information over to them. So what are some of the features that you have on your service that are very useful to users? Um, so, so the main thing is that we allow you to import all your trading activity from the various exchanges, um, which is done a mixture of ways. Some of those exchanges will allow you will provide a file, literally a download of a file that is all your activity. So you can, once you've got that, you can just go into Bitcoin Tax and upload it. Some exchanges will provide what they call an API key, which is, uh, which is basically you giving permission to another system to access your data. Uh, and typically they create two large strings of numbers that you, in, you then copy and paste into Bitcoin Tax and, and we can then access your account in a view only way just to read your data. So we're pulling all this data together of all your trading activity um, on the one side. On the other side, we're also interested in any spending you've done. So uh, whether you've used your wallet to, um, to spend directly or you've used services like Coinbase to spend your, your crypto. Um, and third thing is seeing a lot of miners who have mining payout. So they are <clears throat> using typically uh, mining pools or cloud mining services, but their proceeds get paid out daily uh, to their own address. And that is declared as income. So if someone mines a bit, a bit, one Bitcoin, for example, on, on one particular day, then that has to be reported as uh, income to the fair market value of whatever one Bitcoin was that day. So we allow you to report, uh, to import in your, your mining activity, and then we'll calculate the income that came, uh, uh, results from that, as well as set cost basis for when you do sell them to make sure that any gains or losses to, can still be uh, taken into account. Um, so we run all that through. We allow the user to calculate using various methods, depending on uh, their situation, and then see the reports, the, the data, which they can download as a CSV, give to their accountant, have their accountant access, uh, their account in Bitcoin tax and, and take the information or create the exports for TurboTax, TaxAct, or the 8949 PDFs. Basically, we're getting to the point where we're saying, just add all your information in, run it through, and then export the data, and now you're ready to kind of add that into your tax system or, or give it to your accountant. And we have users that come back to us saying, wow, I just literally did it in 10 minutes. I had no idea what was going to be involved, and it just made the process easier. And that's, that's the goal of the system, really. I was just trying to make it uncomplicate the, pro the, the process so people didn't have to worry about it say, here's all my data, give me, give me the results, and then I can uh, report them as I need to. Absolutely. You're simplifying it for everyone, simplifying it. So through, through your time in this industry, what are some of the biggest uh, issues you see that people come, in, come into contact with when trying to report their Bitcoin or their cryptocurrency gains and losses? What is something you could tell people to be wary of if they're getting into this world and what to keep track of? Um, so I think something I, I mentioned earlier, that one of the main things is that you need to be able to keep your own records because mm -hmm. we have seen instances where exchanges have failed or gone under or become fraudulent uh, and you just so all of a sudden you have no longer have access to them. So certainly keeping your, keeping your records is, is going to be helpful. The other thing we're seeing as a problem is that some of the exchanges, their reporting isn't 
Uh, it's certainly not consistent across them all, and in some places it's not, uh, I would say not accurate, but it's ambiguous. So some of the exchanges, for example, when they report the trades, they round the, uh, the times that these trades happened, which when you're talking about high volume trading, this, this matters because we need to be able to work out cost basis. And if all of a sudden numbers are being rounded, it, it, it means that we're not going to be as accurate as we could be. Uh, and some of the exchanges, for example, their, their CSVs report a time window where these trades, you know, the time window where a trade was, could be in placed within an order, but it doesn't tell us exactly when it was placed. So, so one of the issues is the reporting that's come out of exchanges is uh, certainly not as best as it could be. And we're trying to contact them, various exchanges where we see issues and say, please, please, can you look at this? Because it would make, make things easier. Um, uh, some of the exchanges have APIs that likewise that we would like to work with to help them make them a bit more efficient because we do find that some of them take a long time for us to collect the information from, either because they are uh, just, just inefficient in that we have to query every possible asset that you could have traded, uh, and they also limit the amount of trades that we can download from them. So it can take uh, 15 minutes, an hour to, to pull back this data for one, from one account, which is, is just slow and it just shouldn't, isn't necessary in this day and age, I don't think, for it to take that long. Um, so it's, the, the problems are tend to be around this, the reporting and collecting information and making sure it's, it's correct. And we're at the point where it's, it's had the, we're trying to merge it into being as best as we can make it, but we still know that there are some things that can be improved in there and we're trying to point those out and uh, hopefully work with the uh, people in the industry to, to help uh, to make that better so that it uh, makes the user's life easier, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. So Colin, where is the best place for people to access your service? Is it bitcoin.tax? Is that the best place to go? Yes, so that's, that's our main website, uh, bitcoin.tax. Um, it used to be called bitcointaxes.info uh, years ago, so some, some users may remember us from that. Um, but Bitcoin Top Tax is our main site. You can go on there, read some information about what we do, uh, sign up for free just to play around in a, in a free version with 20 trades. We also provide a list of uh, CPAs and accountants who have registered themselves on our site. So one of the things is we don't provide tax advice, which is there as a tool to help users uh, calculate their uh, tax liabilities. But we work with a lot of CPAs and tax professionals um, who are able to do the tax advice and the tax preparation. Uh, so particularly, we've partnered with uh, companies like Crypto Tax Prep by Happy Tax and Visor, both of which who offer fixed price tax preparation services. Uh, and they use the power of Bitcoin tax as a system. So if a user just wants to say, oh, I have all this information, what am I going to do with it? They can contact one of those and actually get a and speak to a real accountant who will then guide them through the process of either uploading all the data or take the data off them, process it through and uh, calculate their, their results and, and, and actually go ahead and file their tax return if, if that's what they're looking for. Wonderful. Well, I hope that all of our listeners will go to you for their tax calculations of their Bitcoins. And thank you so much for, for enlightening us on the things that we need to be on the lookout for if we are investing in cryptocurrencies. Um, no, you're very welcome. Uh, thank you for, for having me on. I think we're approaching the end of the season now, so it's a, a very busy week for us at the moment. To the point, <laughs> this is our kind of our peak week, so we're, we're a bit swamped in uh, queries and questions, and we're trying to get through them as fast as we can. And 
been growing the team to to support everyone. So if, apologies to anyone who's, who's used our service and hasn't had an answer to a question. We are desperately trying to get to. And we'll, we'll do the best we can, but uh, hopefully everyone will be done by by next Monday when the tax deadline is done. All right. Well, this has been uh, really eye-opening. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Colin Mackey. From, he's the founder of Bitcoin.tax. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.